0: We, uh, you ready for me now? Go ahead. <laughs> um, one, they, my children started going to the church school because we didn't have one that interested them, and I was happy for them to go any place where uh, they would go for religious training. I, I still believe it. I'm still very religious, despite not being practicing it as well (laughs) as I should. Um, So the two older children had already been confirmed, no, no, no. well, that's unimportant. The eight-year-old, my youngest son, came home one Sunday and said, how do I get unbaptized from the Episcopal Church? get unbaptized. I wanted to join that church. Mm-hmm. going. Meanwhile, Ellen, the oldest one, had become the first black girl to be get a scholarship to Camp Minnewonka up, uh, up in Michigan, and the boy, the older boy, had gone to camp. All of them were just enchanted with the wonderful uh, programs they had for children at Pilgrim Church. So I said, okay, maybe we can get your dad to uh, leave the Methodist church and then all of us will be in the church together. And that's, oh, that's where we bring dad in. And uh, he said, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Came the day to be received into the church. He said, no, I'm gonna stay in the Methodist church, but all of us went to Pilgrim. And I think that Pilgrim Church and Alan Hackett, Alan and Dot Hackett, who are among the saints among the white people, <laughs> um, it brought, made me more conscious of what we had to do. And um, so we, I, it was at that stage in my life that I became more active. But there, we're ahead okay. of ourselves what again. What you had to
1: do to, to uh, help.
0: to... to Help change. Yes, yes.
1: Um, All right, I'm going to take us back Mm -hmm. to where we were
0: um, in the 30s. 30s when I got married.
1: Well, that's what... what (laughs) I want to know how you met uh, Mr. (laughs) Sweets. Well,
0: um, he came here fresh out of Lincoln University on his way to law school. He was then about 21 years old, or he was in his 20s because he was one of those vagabonds who went from one school to another. Not a particularly great student, but he uh, would work in the summers and then take a notion once he went on a ship to Europe with somebody to work for the experience, you know and he didn't finish college until he was in his early 20s. He came to St. Louis just as I was leaving to go to Howard. I remember I was 19 and um, I finished uh, high school at 15. Oh, that was another thing. We were, when we were children, we were so eager to be smart that we, our little crowd which did include one dark-skinned girl, who's my friend right now, um, uh, finished high school at 15. And then, so Teachers College then, at that time was only two years, so I finished Teachers College at 17. And I had done a little subbing, so it was 19, at 19 I was going off to Howard. And he came here and we met briefly. But I had a very good friend who was working in the office. She was just out of high school, t- I mean out of, halfway out of college. Uh, and she had a job in the newspaper office. The editor of our paper, I know you know about him, God rest his, I almost said God rest his so he isn't dead, um, N.B. Young, Nathan B. Young. I know about him, but oh, you know about him. But yeah, no, 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 no.
1: But I want you to talk about him because we're doing this
0: for mm.
1: educational purposes. And so it's not
0: well, important what it, I know. He <laughs> was the editor uh, of the Sameless American. He was in on the founding. He he is now referred to in the on the masthead of the paper as a founder. He wasn't really a founder, but he was there at the very beginning. And now that he is in his 90s, we let it go it is being a founder of the newspaper. And his father was formerly a uh, president of Lincoln University. and my husband, who had left his little country home down in Southwest Missouri had gone to Lincoln and had been sort of adopted by the Young family and the Swish family, another set of people who were closely related to the uh, university. So that he sort of broke all his ties with his his little uh, family down there and went with these other people who took him in, and I my children grew up knowing them as relatives and not knowing his, his own family. people, which was a great mistake We were, that's another story too um, we I went off to school and I came back and because I was always interested in writing, this friend of mine who is ill now uh, and as I said, was one of the, the dark people in our crowd, um, we started writing a column together, as a lark uh, in the paper. What was the name of that? It was, <laughs> I laugh when I tell you, it was called We're Telling, <laughs> W-E apostrophe R-E-T-L-L-I-N apostrophe. We're Telling. We were telling. Okay. <laughs> and we couldn't think of a name. It was so silly So you,
1: you worked for the St. Louis I American... I worked
0: uh, just as, uh, while I was teaching school. We were both teachers. Uh-huh. She was a Now, was
1: Sweets there yet?
0: Yeah. He, he was, was there. Okay. Uh-huh. But, but we he was left there. that little
1: portion out of how he got there
0: that... Oh, he was on his way. He came here going to, uh, planning to go to law school. Uh-huh. and. It was the time of the Depression, and N.B. Young, I mean, his father told him, sent him to his son here, okay. uh, Nathan B. Okay. B. Young, to uh, see if he could find summer work. And he started working with with Young at the American, and the Depression deepened, and Young didn't have any money. And my husband was very aggressive. I don't really know how he got, he had a little money. He had inherited a little money. And he was quite a gambler. Uh, I mean, a gambler, he uh, was willing to take Take chances. And he um, sank whatever he had into the St. Louis American because of his friendship with, with Young. And he was not only willing to drop money, he, he liked gambling uh, on race horses and playing poker. And at times he was very lucky. <laughs> I don't, and yet he was a very hard worker too. He would work hard and he'd play hard. And whenever he had money, he would put it into the newspaper. And um, somehow the two of them struggled along with this paper for years. They Even in 1980, when we sold it, we were still poor. I mean, poor so far as what you'd expect. Uh, people thought we had money, but we didn't. <laughs> we, uh, we just got by, really. And then um, Young, let me see, he served as an editor for many years.
1: Your husband came in as years. a business manager or
0: he, he started as a business manager, but by 1935, I think it is, well, oh, Benny could, oh, you know, that's what I was telling you, Benny could tell you better. He can remember the dates. Benny Rogers. But it was in the middle 30s. But Benny didn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: come until 46. Oh, what happened in between there? Um, oh, well, they had a series of editors, that's right, we had E.N. Davis, that's right, and somebody else. Had a couple of people in there, along with Young, mm-hmm. but always my husband became the publisher in I think Benny said it was 1935 because Benny was then a cab driver. He's a very, very remarkable man that comes from, um, there must be a lot of uh, good gray matter in the genes in his family because um, while he was just a cab driver and he was uh, sort of addicted to the bottle also and my husband was fond of him. and. Uh, this is way later in the forties, but the thirties, he and Young were struggling together. Yes, that's right, until. And
1: you were on the paper.
0: And I was working for nothing. Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> working for free. And you met him again. And uh, all the time he was courting me, but all in between I was more interested in other people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we were just, uh, we date and go out but no there was always somebody on the side but he was always there waiting all the time you know he'd go off with somebody else too and then we'd get back together this went on for years Um, and we married in 1937 I think finally you know I was getting old by that time (laughs) and I was saying you know this man is so devoted he's so good he's so good humored he's got all all of the wonderful qualities, but I, I never thought that I had, you know, this overwhelming love affair that many women have, you <laughs> know. <laughs> it, um, it was pleasant and, and all, and he was good. And so as life went on, you know, we were married more than 50 years, <laughs> and we put up with each other. <laughs> so as we struggled, all of us, with the paper. My children came up in the newspaper also. They say that they learned the hard way there. Um, so that was how we got together.
1: That's how you got together. All right, um, let's turn this off for a minute. When you, when you married uh, sweets. Um, Now what happened to your job as a teacher?
0: Oh, I was ended the job as a teacher. That's when I began working uh, more or less, not full time, but working more in the newspaper.
1: Explain why Mm -hmm. it ended your job as a teacher.
0: Oh, in those uh, days, let's see, in 1930, uh, when I married? In 1937. Mm -hmm. um, the law was still that teacher's um, who married had to give up their jobs. This was uh, sort of um, measure that went back into antiquity when jobs for teachers were uh, not so, uh, they were more plentiful. And, uh, no, less plentiful, which am I saying? Um, you had to make rooms, room, yeah. There was more demand, yeah. They uh, had to uh, make room for other teachers, others who wanted the jobs. People who didn't have another means of yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. And most black people didn't have other means of support. Of course, they supplied to white and black at that time. Um, but all of us, uh, as we grew up, all, all that we could look forward to being, was a teacher, a social worker, or a nurse. I always wanted to be a nurse, but my mother wanted me to be a teacher because she had been a teacher. <laughs> so that's how I became a teacher. <laughs> and
1: you did what your mother wanted in yeah. those
0: days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that when I married, that was the end of that. And I didn't know anything else, uh, but um, I wasn't prepared for anything except teaching and, and writing. I always liked writing, mm-hmm. which I owed to my parents having, Taught me to read, <laughs> so I mean to like reading, so that my children grew up in the working in the newspaper too. My son, oh, you don't want me to get that far, here, do you? <laughs> no, that's so all right. Um, we work together.
1: That's uh, we can get into that. Mm-hmm. Go
0: ahead. Talk about your children. Well, yeah, let's let's, let's, mm-hmm.
1: let's You had how many? Three. Three children. Mm-hmm. And who is
0: the oldest? Uh, The oldest is my daughter, Ellen.
1: Ellen.
0: uh, And uh, she's now 47. Um, And the second one is uh, Nathaniel Jr., who lives here. And the youngest is Fred, who's uh, at the Washington Post. And you see, they all... the, the, The quietest, least aggressive one is the one that lives here now, He's the only one that finished college. The other two are drop and yet my son, who said all he wanted to learn was photography, and he was at the University of uh, Missouri right here at Umso. He dropped out after his sophomore year, and now he is the photo editor at the Washington Post, the best newspaper, <laughs> the top paper. I asked him where he was gonna go from there, I said, you could move somewhere because his wife just became um, assistant superintendent of schools in Baltimore and she's having to commute and they got two little children. And uh, I I said, you could go live somewhere else where you wouldn't have to uh, make some, uh, wouldn't have to have such expensive living expenses in Washington. He said, mother, do you realize I'm at the top? Where would I go to another newspaper?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm at the top. <laughs> I didn't realize that that the Washington Post was it was that the, the New York Times is next and the Los Angeles Times. They got all this figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my daughter, who went to Antioch and to Washington U, but jumped up and got married to an English boy and went to England. That's another story too. Oh, we've had we've had wonderful life. <laughs> Uh, is a a PR editor at AT AT&T. But they both came along right at the moment when there was a demand for black people, good good workers and uh, proficient, uh, who didn't have to have a degree. Ellen was one of the first, if not the first, black reporter at the Post-Dispatch. My son was the first, or nearly the first, black photographer at the Post-Dispatch. And they just moved on up, up, up. (laughs) And your
1: other son here? And my son
0: here, who is the quiet, sweet one, um, oh they're all sweet, Uh, they're all good, Um, is finished college and he always wanted to be a policeman of all things. He worked in the newspaper too. All of them worked at the St. Louis American in one uh, capacity or another. But he always wanted to be a policeman. He wanted to be something in law and order. And now do you know what he is? He is a counselor at the juvenile detention place uh, office in Clayton. Okay. And he's also in the reserve. He's the only one who went to the Army. The, the, the second boy had told me he would go, he'd run off to Canada before he, w- he was going to any uh, Vietnam or What was it, the Vietnam War or the other one? Korean, but, uh, Korean War. And he got out though because he had asthma. <laughs> His pediatrician wrote a good, strong letter for him. And th- and this one, the older one was saved from uh, Vietnam through um, connections which serve. it's amazing how a newspaper, a little newspaper like St. Louis American can build up some connections with the right folks in the Pentagon and saved him from going to Vietnam. <laughs> That's another story, too. Uh, but he is the one who has three children. That's that family in the middle there. He has three children. The, the daughter and the other, the son who is there with the little girl, um, has had two it, it, this is a second marriage. Uh, for him. But this one is the old-fashioned religious group there. (laughs) It's
1: a funny thing.
0: And my daughter divorced and has a a, a daughter. See, she's a single parent. And uh, so it goes back to maybe the religious values, what it means.
1: Whose idea was it for them to uh, work at the paper? They just fell into it naturally.
0: They, they adored their father. I mean, he was a very good father. He was a good husband and a good father. He's not the, uh, the glamorous, exciting <laughs> person that uh, you know many girls. As I said, was there was never that. Fires, excitements about uh, love and all that, uh, but it's a deeper thing that grew with age mm-hmm. and appreciation. for her. And they, uh, they, they thought there's no, no, they would do anything for their father, anything their father wanted them to do. And uh, so they tried. And maybe, if he hadn't been stubborn, he was stubborn. He was the kind of father who wouldn't let them. Have their reign, uh, hold the reins how do you put it? He um, was stubborn, and he wanted to do things his way, and so they left, they split, and went their own way, and proved what they could do. But it, you know, maybe we didn't. We had to sell the paper because we, he was in failing health in, in 1980 and uh, he couldn't um, carry on and the children had to go where they could take care of themselves mm-hmm. which they did so
1: there's two ways i want to go now i want to talk about the fact that uh, i think we'll take take you first here you had lived a sheltered life we've talked about it before mm-hmm. and now you're marrying somebody who uh, is involved in a newspaper which has to be um, give a whole outlet mm-hmm. of avenues um, because they uh, protested, attacked, mm-hmm. and times were changing. So you were now involved
0: in a mm-hmm. whole new world. Yes, and I changed with it. I mean, I became just as uh, well, uh, no, I was still a timid, quiet person, but I was willing to put on paper <laughs> mm-hmm. things that um, my thoughts, and um, I I did not only that column, we continued to do that column for years. Uh, I mean, uh, up until the time the paper was sold, really, and even after that I did it by myself. But I did articles, too. and. I mean, I did serious things. Like, I went to Cuba once and I did a whole series. I got a, won an award for it. Um, uh, six, I remember I did a series of six stories on Cuba, and then... Um, was this yeah. when Castro was uh, mm-hmm. there? hmm And I, I did all kinds of things in the newspaper after, I, but I would work largely here at home so mm-hmm. I was always home mm-hmm. with the kids and for a time we had an office right around the corner here. I could go out the alley mm-hmm. to on Kings Highway and then we had an office on Florissant, but I would spend maybe one full day a week at the newspaper and otherwise I'd sit up here late at night. Now, was that put where the put people's the kids finance? Bed. People's Finance Building was on the corner of um, Jefferson Market, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was in the...
1: Thirties.
0: And still in thirties, yeah. Up in, I can't remember when it was... Forties, because Benny Rogers said uh, he, was yeah, he remembers all the dates, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it, he was there, so he mm-hmm. had to be in the forties.
1: What was your mm-hmm. column? we're talent?
0: That was just. Uh, it was a hodgepodge of whatever. <laughs> of whatever. It, it took in births, deaths, marriages, events, just all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. We, uh, it was very lively. <laughs> it was
1: um, to your husband now, uh, I have a note here that said he was he was born to free slave parents. Is that?
0: Yeah, that's uh, so what's in the little book we have here. We have a little book that's written about that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. area.
1: Um, now, when he came on the paper, it seemed like a lot of things got started. Uh, I'm looking at my, my notes now. And um,
0: the cooking school? Oh, yeah. Talk yes. about the cooking school. Oh yes, he is, uh, he had he really was a good businessman. He could uh, dream up things that uh, yes, he started. Uh, that was a means of money making, you know, too, as well as being an educational thing. Was a means of uh, raising funds to go from <laughs> to the next few months. He Explain how it worked. Um, he sold uh, booths. To advertisers, you see one booth? um, booths, b o o t h. Oh, booths, booths, booths. All around, they used the the uh, Masonic Hall over mm-hmm. on Delmar, uh, and would be found the serviced primarily by either of the gas, the gas, would do they'd do one in the fall and one in the spring, and one would be done sponsored by Laclede Gas, and the other would be Evening Electric, that's what they started off. And uh, they would um, sell to different uh, stores, like National Food Stores was one of the regional ones, and different manufacturers of uh, various products, grocery things, and bread companies, uh, you name it, uh, workmen, uh, suppliers of furniture, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of things. And he would fill this place with booze that I don't remember the price or anything. And then uh, they would have a um, woman, uh, a carer, uh, cook, who would demonstrate, then uh, give away a stove. Always and other prizes. The big prize was always a stove or a refrigerator, depending mm-hmm. upon whether mm-hmm. you the electric or. He was an entrepreneur, was Gas, yes. <laughs> and uh, the people thronged uh, there. It was free admission of and course. This was and, at the Phyllis Wheatley. Why? Would, would, uh, s- uh, then the the the, Ph- the Phyllis Wheatley wife thing was was not uh, not a money making thing. That was. Uh, an institution that he started um, a Christmas party for girls. That was just uh, that went on for many years too. They just discontinued it last week. Uh, oh, last this this the, w- the cooking time. school
1: wasn't held there.
0: No, oh. no, no. The cooking school was held at the uh, Masonic Hall. Oh, and the first one might have been. I don't know where the first no, the first one was downtown. No, it was never at the YWCA. Mm-hmm. the YWCA was the scene of the Christmas party every year for okay. girls and that that was purely uh, a gift to the, the girls of um, the YWCA what they call it, committee, camp committee, or one of the committees of so the Y youth committee mm-hmm. would and make the plans and Invite, arrange for the school children to come. Mm-hmm. Girls ended up men, boys too, up until about two years ago. Since the other people bought the paper, then they stopped. Just discontinued it just two years ago, but it went on for years. I see. That's
1: a that's a long time. Yeah, that's I, that's I don't
0: remember. Time. I guess Benny told you the the dates, didn't I don't remember the dates, <laughs> but he would know. So and
1: uh, I believe your husband started the Merit Awards for worthwhile civic work. Oh yes, we had. Uh, just
0: that just was done in connection with the um, with the we would get a, a special little tabloid out, like they did just last week. We mm-hmm. had the, the the present owners of the paper had uh, they call it. Salute to Excellence. Oh, you saw it. Salute to Excellence had the dinner last week. Had him on a much bigger scale than we ever did, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, For the outstanding people. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, We did it uh, not with a dinner or anything, just did it in the newspaper Mm -hmm. um, annual awards. We started it.
1: and then a Pioneer Civic Forum, which was a
0: series of panel discussions pertaining to oh, current events. Oh, yeah. I had even forgotten that. Yes. That went on down, down at the Pine Street Y, mm-hmm. which is long gone, that was so far back. Yes, I had forgotten that completely. He really reached out mm-hmm. into the community mm-hmm. for, not only for issues, mm-hmm. but to help. Yes. It was more... uh much more. What's the word I want to say? Uh, political and no, not more political, but more issue-oriented mm-hmm. than it is now. Um, they still keep my name on the masthead as a contributing editor, but I contribute criticism more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I, that helps. I don't do a lot. Of
1: then he launched a Don't Buy Where You oh, Cannot yes. Work campaign. Uh, that was
0: really early on. That was, yes, as I said, that's how I grew with the, ish, with the uh, issue-oriented newspaper. This had yes. to do
1: with the Colored Clerk Circle? Colored Clerk mm-hmm. Circle, uh. Mm-hmm. That, uh And that was considered mm-hmm. radical then. Yes. And mm-hmm. that w- you want to tell me about what that well, why
0: they did that and what it was about. Well, it was uh, because it was during the Depression, you know, and, there, and people didn't have jobs, and so uh, they p- uh, put this forth this week after week after week, don't buy where you can't work, mm-hmm. and try to encourage people to shop only in places where black people were hired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, we, we really, uh, Worked on that, and the same thing was done about. I can't remember that there was a particular slogan, but there was. She uh, was. I don't remember. There was also a campaign against um, discrimination in places of um, recreation. For instance, at um, when they first built Hill Auditorium. And for save me I can't remember hmm. whether there was a definite there was some kind of campaign, but it isn't. See that, that that's what I need to think through and remember. That's hard uh, to remember. There were so many going to uh,